You will turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Um, we're um, addressing uh, in these sermons the um, Advent season. And the first, uh, day, the first Sunday of Advent is about hope. So I want to talk about what our hope is in the Lord this morning. Romans chapter 5, the first five verses, and it says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and that endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Let's pray. Lord, <clears throat> we just ask, Father God, that you'd add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> we often call the whole Christmas season the season of hope. And, uh, you know, sometimes people, when they think about hope, uh, they're talking more about sentimental things, sort of. The, the hope that um, all things are just going to work out. The hope that uh, my situation is going to change for the better. The hope that um, uh, I'm, I'm going to have the uh, things I need to take care of my family. Uh, and, and none of those things are wrong to hope, hope for. Um, it's just uh, who, is, who is the source of that hope? Is, is, is that hope um, within myself to be a better person? Is that hope... Um, and, and, and me being able to pull it myself up from my own bootstraps and, and move forward. Uh, is, 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 is the hope centered in this world? Is, is the hope um, in, in, in our government? Uh, is the hope in, in our um, economy improving? Is, is, is the hope um, centered on um, uh, my, my family helping me in some way or another? Uh, where, where does that, that hope lie? What, where does it come from? What, it, what is its source? How, how can we have real hope in, in, in a world that seems to have gone to pot? <laughs> in, 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 a world that, that, that's increasingly dark and, and without hope. I mean, there, there are so many places, so many situations that are without hope. Uh, we're fortunate in our, in our country to uh, live in, in, in a free country where there's you know, democracy and, 
Um, there's, there's, uh, of course, uh, we're not a full-on democracy. We're a republic. People keep reminding me that. But yeah, but it's a democratic republic. Whatever. We have freedom. <laughs> we have freedom in our country. And, and, and we're still pretty much free to go where and where we pleased. And uh, sometimes, um, you know, uh, when we had the lockdowns, uh, we, we weren't so uh, free to go where we wanted to and, and do certain things. And uh, that, that, um, that, that in itself produced a lot of hopelessness. That whole situation where we had uh, COVID come in and, and uh, a pandemic uh, um, here, here in this country and worldwide. And uh, the, the reaction was, was to lock down and keep people in their homes and, and close businesses. And, and uh, we um, began working from home. A lot of these uh, companies that, that, that could do work from home, those kinds of things. And... I think a lot of depression and hopelessness um, ended up happening because of all that. And, and our hope was in, in uh, the, the, the release of these lockdowns. Our hope was, was the end of this pandemic. Our hope was, was in uh, solutions that our government was offering. And uh, in, some, in some ways, it, that, that they let us down. Uh, and, and, but government's a human institution. It's not perfect. And I'm not necessarily bl blaming the government for the, these things that happened. Uh, a lot of it was reactionary fear. But where does our hope lie? The scriptures tells us that, that our hope lies in God and in the salvation He offers. And, 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 and in Romans it tells us, it gives us the whole plan of salvation, Paul does. And he tells us it's that plan of salvation is our hope. First and foremost in this passage, he says that um, because we have been justified by faith, because, because of our faith and we believed in God and we trusted in Him, we have been made right in God's sight. And because we've been made right in God's sight concerning our sins, we now have peace with God. Now peace is a whole other thing that we could talk about when it comes to Advent because uh, peace is one of, one of the subjects here. But it simply means that, that we've been reconciled with God. And because we have been reconciled with God, we get all, all kinds of benefits that come from His atonement. You know, the purpose of the cross, um, many people think, is, 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 the, is the forgiveness of our sins. We, we look to the cross because, because Jesus came down, because He suffered and died on the cross, and, and He shed His own blood, the, the divine, all-powerful, all-knowing, um, eternal God took on human flesh, dwelled among us, suffered and died under sins and under the judgment of sinful people so that sins could be undone because He was innocent. And when, when, when the innocent God of the universe died at the hands of sinful people, what it did was it broke the power of sin and death. It broke sin and the power of sin and death over us. And for the believer, that, that gives us a great hope. But some people will stop short at, okay, um, the Bible is, I mean, I mean, the Bible teaches me that through Christ I have the forgiveness of my sins. And that was the main purpose, was so that um, God can just um, uh, forgive me of my sins and I can keep going on living the way that I am and, and, and doing the things that, that I do. I just come back to Him to receive forgiveness again when I'm doing wrong. 
And, and for a lot of believers, forgiveness is, is the end goal of, um, of, of, of their faith, of their Christian faith. And so we get into this uh, pattern of life where we're just sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting. And some like being in that cycle. Um, I'm not sure why, because uh, it, it, it could be a guilt-ridden, uh, guilt-ridden cycle. And I, but I think a lot of people are right there. Or, or it means I can, keep, I, I can be comfortable in, in my, my own ways because I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, every time I sin, I can get forgiveness. But, uh, but, but, but forgiveness of our sins was never the end goal of, of our salvation. The end goal of our salvation, as Paul is saying here, is to be reconciled with God so that He can dwell with us. He says here, you, you know, you've, you've obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. What does he mean by that? And the hope of the glory of God, you know, where we're hoping to see God in His fullness one day. We're hoping to see God in all His glory. Because right now, as it stands and as this world stands, we cannot see Him. But our salvation and our peace with God was meant to lead us into this idea that we, we, we can be in God's presence even, even when we don't really see God's presence. Salvation was about the hope of, of God coming to dwell with His people. Salvation was about, about hoping in the presence of, of God being with us. And what's hopeful about that? Well, because we've, we've, we've been reconciled with God, and as I've said before, we're part of the family of God now. He acts as a father to his child. And what greater father can we have than the God of the whole universe who called the world into existence, who has all power, all glory, uh, the power to create life, the power to call forth life from, from things that are dead even. God is all powerful and nothing hinders him. But what better person to have as a father than God the Father? The Son, Jesus Christ, suffered and died, not just so that we can say we have God's grace now, and, and so I can keep on living the way I want to, and He can forgive my sins, and, 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 and I get back into this endless uh, cycle of sin and repentance and sin and repentance again, and feeling guilty about it over and over again, until eventually I die, and then, then when I die, maybe I'll get to go to heaven. I mean... If, 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 that, if that's the kind of salvation that, that you want, that's fine. But my salvation says I have hope in this darkened world that I will have, that I will be in God's presence. And not only in the future, but, but Paul talks about this hope of the glory of God as being a present reality. Being a present reality. Something that, that, that we receive from Christ when, when, when we're also justified. He says it here. He, say, he says, um, all, of this, all, all this justification leads to this. It leads to God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Verse 5. In other words, the reason that Christ suffered and died, yes, was to forgive us of sins, but to cleanse us from those sins 
So not only are, are we reconciled to God, but God can come and dwell within us through the Holy Spirit, and He pours His love into us. The free gift of God's salvation is the fact that He, once we're forgiven of our sins, and once He cleanses us from those sins through, through what Jesus did on the cross, He pours Himself into us through the Holy Spirit. He pours His love into us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift of salvation. The Holy Spirit is our current advent that, 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 that we experience now in this life. And as Paul says later on, the Holy Spirit is the deposit uh, guaranteeing our salvation. But the Holy Spirit also bears witness with our spirit that we are children of the living God. That's in Romans 8. He tells us this. That, that, that all of our hope in, in salvation is that we would be in God's presence again, but He makes it a reality through what the Son did on the cross in cleansing and forgiving, forgiving our sins, that His Holy Spirit would come and dwell with us, and dwell within us. So that not only can, can we have this knowledge that my sins are forgiven, not only do I have this knowledge that I have been reconciled with God and He and I can... Um, be together again one day. He makes it a present reality through the Holy Spirit. And we don't have enough Holy Spirit teaching today. We don't have enough Holy Spirit preaching. I think, that, I think part of that has to do with um, centuries ago w w when the church was trying to decide what Christianity was and how, it, how the Bible um, presented it. Uh, you know, the first thousand years of Christianity, they, they worked hard to have these councils where the church gathered and they talked a lot about what, what their theology was going to be. Um, we call it orthodoxy. But one of the things that orthodoxy never quite got to was the Holy Spirit's role. And uh, 1000 AD, the church had, had basically split over, over political differences, unfortunately. And so we got the Roman Church, and then we, the Roman Catholic Church, and we got the Eastern Orthodox Church. They, they, they split. And so uh, there never was a final any kind of consensus on what the Holy Spirit's role is and, and who He is and what He does. And um, now here in, in the uh, 21st century, the 20th and 21st century, um, we get, we're getting a lot more Christian authors talking about the Holy Spirit, which is great. Um, we just need to come to some sort of consensus on it as, as a church. But the, but the Holy Spirit has often been associated with Pentecostalism and Charismaticism. The, the gifts where, where people are speaking in tongues and, and laying hands and those kinds of things. Um, and it, it, the Spirit gets associated with all these things. And I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, but, but, but the emphasis of the Holy Spirit is what He does within our hearts and lives, not, not the miracles that He does outwardly. If I'm not transformed within, then, 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 then me speaking in tongues isn't going to do a thing for anybody. What we, have, what we have to have is that reconciliation with God where He gives us His Holy Spirit to dwell within us, and that is our current hope in Advent. Ad, Ad, Advent simply means, it, it's the Latin word for coming. It's the Latin word for God coming into the world. His arrival into the world. And there was a first advent when Jesus came into the world. 
the first time, the first time he came for the sins. The second time he's coming, he's promised he's coming again. He's coming to take over the world and put an end to all sin and evil and wickedness and strife and oppression. And his peace and justice and love are going to reign. And, and that's the future advent that we look forward to. But when Jesus came to die for sins, he told, he told his disciples over and over again that, that he was coming into the world and that, that his kingdom would start off small and that it would grow into this great tree. As, 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 as his message of salvation went forward, more and more people would, be, would, would, would come into um, belief. And because they, they came into belief by, by faith, God would, would, would enter into him. God's kingdom enters into us before we enter into it. And I believe that. God's kingdom enters into us before we enter into it. And that's what, what gives us a hope in the presence, in the present time. Yes, there is the future coming of Jesus Christ that, that we look forward to. We have hope in that. But God gives us that hope now in our hearts and lives if we'll but realize that, that, that Christ didn't just come to give me forgiveness. He came to give me His presence. And what we have to do as, as believers is, is surrender to His presence in our lives. Many of you here, I believe, have accepted Christ as Savior. I think that you have, uh, by faith, accepted Him as, as the one who can forgive you of your sins. And I think that you have given your lives to Him. You've dedicated yourself to Him. You've been faithful to, to the church. And all those things are, are wonderful. But for you, is it just about the forgiveness of sins and, and, being, and being in the church with, with family and friends? Or is your Christian life about Him? <laughs> because if, if, if we're allowing God's Spirit to, to work within us and dwell within us and lead us and transform us, then we're going to experience hope even in the midst of hopelessness. Because our hope is in the glory of God as believers. The Christian hope, Paul says, is, is hope in the glory of God, His presence with us. That idea of glory is always associated with God's presence. God, God is present in our lives when we believe in Him by faith and accept Him. And because of that, you know, when we go through the sufferings of life, as Paul mentions here, because of that, when, when, when we're going through a tough time, when, when, when we're going through trouble or strife, when, when, when things look bleak in our lives and we're not sure what tomorrow holds, we're, we're, we're worried about, about a loved one, we're, we're, we're worried about our own death maybe, we're, we're, we, we, we become so so bogged down in so many things in the world. Sometimes um, I, I think we, uh, we, we become numb to some of our problems and troubles and strife around us. And sometimes it weighs us down so much we, we don't even know what to do. But I can tell you that if you believe in Jesus Christ and you've had faith in Him, God is with you. God is with you. God is in your heart and life. God is there available through the Holy Spirit Wherever you are, not just here in this sanctuary, not just here when we gather together, but wherever you are, the Spirit dwells within you if you're a believer. 
And if you'll turn to Him, He'll help you through the sufferings. I'm not saying that God offers us a rose garden. <laughs> he doesn't make things easy for us in terms of the suffering itself and what goes on in the world. In fact, I think sometimes, and, and God's not a sadist, God is, is, is a good parent. I think He allows suffering so that we, we could draw closer to Him. I mean, it's sort of like a, a father teaching his child how to walk. Um, a few times that child falls down, and, and the father can uh, either go pick him up and hold him and say, don't worry, you don't have to walk again, you're fine. Uh, I'll, I'll just hold you right here. Of course he doesn't. He helps the child get back up and walk and learn to walk because that's what the child needs to do, is learn to walk. And if they fall down and get a bump, you know, he, he, he reaches down and, and helps and encourages. That's what God does to us when, when we suffer. All of our suffering we, we should take as an opportunity to learn something from the Lord. The things that we go through, we should take them as opportunities to learn things from the Lord. And so God helps us in our sufferings. He guides us. And, and, as, and as Paul is saying here, he says that, um, you know, um, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Now, how can we rejoice when we're suffering? Knowing, and this is how you can rejoice in your suffering, that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces um, character, and character produces hope. The, the, the more that, that we suffer... In other words, the more we look to God for His help and, and the more we, we, we trust in Him and the more that we hope in Him that, that things will get better because God has promised us a kingdom in the future as well. So, so the present hope helps increase our hope as, as we endure suffering in this life. The hope that, of, of God's Spirit dwelling within us now, communing with us, produces more and more hope, especially the future hope that God's going to come and set all things right, and I just need to trust in Him. And, and, and even while, while I'm struggling right now in my life, I can always hope in God because I know that He's there. He's with me. The powerful God of the universe can bring me through all these things. God wouldn't be a very good, good God if He just cushioned us from, from the problems of life. But He helps us to endure those things and He teaches us as we go along. And we can hope that one day this suffering that I'm going through now will disappear because God will, will be there and His presence will end all suffering and pain. That future coming of His kingdom. So Christians have a constant reason to hope whether or not the, the world has any hope um, we can have a hope because of the powerful God of the universe who cares for us and loves us. We've been reconciled to Him through Jesus Christ. We've been forgiven. And now we have Him walking with us and guiding with us. So what, 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 what can we do to, to draw on this hope? I think number one is when that trouble or strife comes is that we pray. And I, I know prayer sounds like a cliche today. Um, it sounds like a cliche whenever the media talks about it. That uh, they, they uh, mock prayer and say what we need is legislation to get rid of 
you know, whatever violence was happening to be happening. And, and a lot of people say, well, prayer is, is cliche. But I can tell you that, that the, that's what the devil wants you to believe. Um, prayer is probably our most powerful weapon as a believer. Believe it or not, <laughs> it is. Prayer, prayer is never a futile exercise. Prayer recognizes that we have hope in God. Turning to Him in, in prayer helps us to um, uh, turn our grief in, into sorrow because God will commune with us when we do it. And He'll help us and He'll encourage us through that. Prayer, prayer is our um, surrender to God. Pr prayer is our recognition of God, of who He is and who we are. And that, that we need Him in our lives. Prayer is never a futile exercise. It's a hopeful exercise. Prayer is one of those ways in which we help increase our hope in the midst of suffering. Turning to God in prayer. And a lot of times when, when, when we're praying or, or when we, we pray, we think, okay, Lord, I, I'm praying for my needs. I'm praying for this particular situation. But sometimes we, we just need to pray God and bless Him and thank Him for who He is and what He's done. And I think if we cultivate that, that, that real relationship with God, what He does is He works in our hearts and transforms us and strengthens us. But prayer is, is a hopeful activity that shows that we're hoping in the Lord. And, and, and we recognize His presence within us. And then, of course, um, I've already mentioned it, but, but a surrender to God. A surrender of ourselves. If we want to experience true hope in this life, what we need to do is, is surrender ourselves fully to God's will. Surrender sounds like a defeat. We don't like to surrender. It means, like, it means that, that we've lost the war or that we cannot have victory. But sometimes surrender can be pretty good. I always think about the marriage relationship when I think about surrender. Uh, one person surrenders their lives to their spouse and, and the spouse also surrenders their lives to the other spouse. They, they, they surrender something for each other. That you, 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 I can't say it right. You surrender to love. That, 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 that feeling of love, the, the sacrifice of love, the romantic love, the, the, the sacrificial love, whatever it might be. You surrender to that. Well, God, it, God's love is the same way. Um, when we surrender to God's will, we're surrendering to God's love for us. We're allowing it, that to work within us. When we say, Lord, I want to follow you all the time in my life, not just on Sunday, not, not just when I come to worship, but I want to follow you all the way. Your will is my will, Lord. I want to do what you've asked me to do. All that I have is yours, Lord. All that I am is yours. Everything about me belongs to you, Lord. I'm surrendering my life to you. When we think in those terms and we live in those terms, um, we can have a constant hope in God. So this season is about hope. And I want to ask you, do you have a hope in God? Have you lost your hope in God? And if you have, I want to welcome you to this altar. I want to play a little song right now. If you feel led to come, you come. If you need to pray where you are, you pray.